bekannt. Fatal. Welcome to this week's episode of Kant Fatal, where we're not going to be sprouting anything because my seeds are going to take a while. Oh, your seeds are going to take a while. Well, anything that's good takes a while. What's your name? Oh, my name is Marco, and I'm your regular <laughs> card announcer. Uh, hi, I'm Inês, and I only drink herbal tea. Hmm. Mm. I'm a fallen. I just drank a protein shake. Look at me. I'm so buff. <laughs> shake it, baby. Shake your, it, baby. Your protein shake brings all the boys to the yard. I mean, I mean, do you want to come try? Never mind. Yours. Introduce yourself, last person. I'm Van. <laughs> last person. Hello, last person. Van. I wanted to keep the element of surprise, okay? No, but it, sure. I'm, kind of, I'm kind of used to it because in school, since my name starts with a V, I was oh, usually no. the last person to be called. Yeah. So. I was always in the middle again. Yeah, in the middle, non-committal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a t-shirt. A t-shirt. In the middle, not committal. Gonna um, write it yeah. down. Like, the thing is, I had a very fun experience with this, because for those of you not in the know, I guess this is like letting people know so goddamn much about me. Fuck it. Um, when I was in college, so I don't I don't use my my first name. I use my second name. Because ah, in Portugal, we are... Have a stage like, name. Yeah, because we're, cause, cause we're very much into the thing of everyone has two names. Like, Inez is actually the exception to the rule here, I think, in that she's mm -hmm. just Inez yep. and then her surname. Inez. Uh, but yes. all of us are like uh, two names and then and then the surnames and the fun thing is that I used to introduce myself as my first name because that's just what you did that's the default is that you use your first name and mm -hmm. because my first name was given to me by my sperm donator I decided to forego it and just go with what I actually liked which was my second name Mafalda mm -hmm. um, and when I was in college uh, at I think at the end of the year or something, we were having uh, like an exam uh, for one of the first classes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the teacher goes and says like, Laura Mafal, and I put my arm up and everyone who's yeah. around me, who's known me for these last six months is like, the fuck, what, the what? <laughs> Imposter. <laughs> But no, yeah, because uh, I use I use my second name because I don't I don't quite like my first name. I never did. Um, and from what I, I understand, relate. it was yeah, it was a very apparently it was a battle of the titans for me to be called something that was normal because <laughs> my mom was insistent on giving me a normal name. Curiously enough, my alternative for the for the name that I was supposed to have was Anemafalda. So Mafalda was never supposed to be my first name anyway, but I just like Mafalda more. Okay. Which, by the way, a small segue, a, a, like I feel in sort of kind of sad news. It's, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, but the, the author mm -hmm. of my name saint died recently. So did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy that drew Mafalda. I still have uh, Umund Mafalda, I still have a large compendium of all the books for those of you that don't know Mafalda is a is a is a comic strip uh, by an Argentinian author called Kino and it's his most famous character and Mafalda is this little girl uh, with very bushy black hair large bow on her head and she hates soup loves the Beatles and loves politics and yeah. Mafalda essentially like a lot of what she I identified immediately with her, <laughs> not really understanding that I was named after her, because that's oh. actually the reason why oh. I named Mafalda. Is that my mother loved Mafalda? The of course, you did. Then, that makes sense. And then, sense. like, the name stuck. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, Aww. one of my tutors in high school, because in high school I I'm, I flunk history on the tenth grade because the teacher. It's hard. No, no, <laughs> the teacher hated me. So she told me in January that she was going to flunk me no matter what. what. And people would copy, they would copy off my tests and they would get passing grades, but I would always get like a 6 out of 20, a 5 out of 20. You're kidding me. So on my 11th grade, I had wow. to study for 
a yearly exam that would cover not one, but two years of Portuguese mm. history. So, and I hated that teacher. That teacher hated me. I was allowed to uh, go and stay in her classes, mm -hmm. even if I couldn't make tests or have grades. Were but assisting. my mother, yeah, mm -hmm. assisting. And my mother realized that if I didn't pass on the tenth grade, I was sure not going to pass the whole, whole exam because anything and everything could come out of the exam. So she mm -hmm. got me a tutor, and the tutor would keep telling me, and she said. By God, if you were a girl, I'd call you Mafalda, because, <laughs> because, because you were always said, because I was <laughs> always like I was I was very but why but why why yes. why and, God and actually like that anymore. I did that exam <laughs> on the eleventh grade on the end to go to my senior year, and mm -hmm. I had this teacher hated me so much that my tutor who was also a teacher at the same school, so for people who don't know me, I hate writing in blue don't ask me why it's a thing no i, I can i can absolutely relate to really? this i refuse to write and like i only have black pants yeah really so usually i i write either in purple or black those are my oh, signature purple colors. yeah of course it's like purple, I mean, black. <laughs> why am i even questioning this? or shades of red <laughs> if i can like shades of red like damn um, I but usually blue. in Portugal, and I think this is something only akin to Portugal, if you read that, if you send someone a note written in red, it's considered to be a, uh, very you're uncourteous. Not, you're you're like telling them fuck to yourself. fuck off. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah. off. Using so basically, off. before that exam, my tutor came to me and she said, Marco, two things you're going to do. You're going to use uh, a blue pen, and Ooh. you're going to change your handwriting to <gasps> like... Uh, primary because exams in in Portugal in high schools are anonymous. But she oh, says, "Oh right, you have the she, header, but then you rip it yeah, off. You rip so off that the header. Teachers she, don't know who. Yeah, but she said your handwriting is very very unique, recognizable. <laughs> so she's gonna know it's you, and she's gonna flunk you. And if you flunk this, you can't get into your senior year. Dude, so she you, was like teaming up with you against. Yeah, teacher, yeah, she huh? hated her. She hated yeah. her. Ah! <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, why wouldn't you? Because she's yeah. literally saying like." I, I I will take pleasure in your failure. Like that's but how Why did she not like you? She didn't like why? me. She hated But why? Me. I don't but know. Why? She hated what did you most do? all nothing. In all of her classes, usually and it used to be like okay, thirty kids per class. Hmm. Um uh, at least three fourths of the class would fail. At least. Oh, that's not normal. Always. Yeah. That is not normal. That so means the teacher you, is wrong. If not you that got the class is wrong. Paulina Bragança as your <laughs> history teacher in high school, we don't stand. You, enemy of the pod. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, our first, it's our first enemy of the pod. Um, she uh, she would probably flunk. The odds are that she would flunk you. So basically, she told me you're gonna write in blue and you're gonna use handwriting that kids in primary class use. Mm -hmm. You know, like cursives, really. Mm -hmm. So we, it, I, I, I left that exam with like uh, hand, hand pains because I was forcing my handwriting to stay Definitely. like, you know, like always in cursive. Mm -hmm. And so she. But you don't write in cursive. Normally? No, I don't. No, you I don't. You write, write in uh, print. I write in a mix of cursive and print. Oh come on! You've seen my psychopath handwriting. Um, I actually, I actually have no reference for what your handwriting looks like. Weirdly enough, like I'm sure I've seen it. You, you probably but I have seen no reference it. for it. So basically, um, I I did the exam. She flunked all of her former students, and then we met in the hall the when when the grades when the grades came out, and she was like, "Tough luck. You're gonna go back to tenth grade because this what? was when the when the." Um, um, when the curriculum was changing, so if you, f I was in that year that if you flunked the eleventh grade, then you hmm. would go have to go back to the tenth and do the new curriculum from scratch. So I really had to pass that exam. So she comes to me and she says, "Tough break. You're gonna have to go back to tenth grade." And I told her, "No, you gave me a fifteen out of twenty. Thank you." 
fuck you. <laughs> and she was like, I did what? And I was like, yeah, 50, I got a 15. Justice you know, was served, baby. Yeah. yeah I Damn, served. but the lengths that you had to go to. Yeah, I had to So you would get a fair... Jesus Christ, that's insane. Because yes. I never... I, I always was a great... Um, student? History, history student. Mm-hmm. But she hated me. I mean, I think she hated. But didn't anyone? Me. Didn't like the school no. director or something find no. it odd that three quarters of a class no, consistently was in a public school? No one gives a shit. No, no one gives a shit. No, no one gives a shit. Really. My my mother actually wow. wanted to kick her ass. <laughs> and it was like no because <laughs> my mother, uh, and I actually this also happened to me. But this is not as. Uh, you know, Eng- English is fairly easy to me. It also always has mm-hmm. been. And w- when I was in the ninth grade, I got my first, like, F in English. What? And I was like, why did I get an F? And and my teacher was like, oh, I'm giving you a humility lesson because I had to look <gasps> up some words you've used in your test. What the fuck? And I, so I was like, I was shocked. I didn't what? cry or anything. But I got home and my mom said, what did you get on the test? And I'm like... Well, I flunked, and my mother's like, you flunked in English? I was <laughs> like, what? How? Like the single grade I don't have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. And, and she was like, give me that test. So she took this test to someone who was a neighbor, who was an English teacher. And guess what? My grade was 97 <laughs> out of 100. Yeah. And my mother went to school. She asked oh for a God. meeting. She asked for a meeting with this teacher, and she said, um, first... Uh, I have several copies of this test. You're going to grade it again because I've had it graded. My mother plays a bluff card splendidly. And she's Damn. like, I, I have this graded by four different English teachers. And Marco's grade isn't below 90% in any of those. Oh my God. Uh, so you're going to grade it again. And Damn. by the way, if anyone's going to give my kid humility lessons, it's me at home. You're supposed to teach my kid English. Not give Damn. him lessons in humility, and you're never gonna do this again. Otherwise, I'm gonna go to the minister, to the board of education, and file a formal complaint against you, because I don't care if you're gonna have to go to the dictionary to yeah, read exactly. what Marco writes. And then, in I mean, she, and she's like, she felt humiliated, and she wanted to fire she, back. I mean, and and the woman is like, she gulped. <laughs> I wasn't there, but my mother tells me. My grade was changed, and Yay. this. She never gave me a five, so in these years, your grade was one through five. Yeah. And this was the only year I never got a five, because mm, really? she, this, this one also hated my guts. She but decided to... It's really funny, though, because like you mentioned that, and I do recall a story it's that I think insane. I was in like seventh grade. I actually don't remember exactly, but it must have been, I think, seventh grade. And, um, and the teacher, like, I don't, I don't even remember what they were asking us, because you have to understand, at the points of English that we, because just as a reminder, we're not uh, native speakers, and at the point that we are now, I don't think we think about rules and grammar no, and no, anything. No, no, no. It no, just no. sort of comes out, and you know if it yeah. sounds good or not. Yeah. But when I was younger, I was sort of already at that point, yeah. fortunately, because I was yeah. exposed to so much English yeah. spoken media. Yeah. And uh, I, I, like, I don't remember what it was, but it's something that has sort of like three ways that you can do it, some sort of grammar thing mm-hmm. or syntax thing, I don't know. And uh, the teacher calls me to the board and says, okay, I'm to do this. And I, and I do it. And she stops for a moment after I do it, looks at me, and then comes, and then I'm like looking at her like, uh, did I get this wrong? And she comes close to me and says like, Hey, can you do it the way that we just discussed? Because we're only gonna cover that next year. And I was so confused because I didn't know because that there all were I like did, levels. No, yeah. exactly. But all I did in my head, like I, I'm not this like gigabyte kind of person. You just did what? I just did what sounded correct. The in- to you me. disrupted the system. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, but it was so funny because no, but at, at least she was time, nice about it. At yes. the same time, I remember that in 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 fourth grade, I had this like she's amazing. Um, I, 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 my, my, my primary school teacher was called uh, Cecilia and she was incredible because what she did is that she saw that me and another guy were very advanced in math. I know, I know, right? Funny, <laughs> funny, it's a funny comedy moment because I'm not good at math now. But at the time, we were very advanced, so she was like, 
okay, I don't want them to get bored, I don't want to stifle them. So she got us the textbook for the next for the grade? next grade over, oh. and we were working off that while everyone else was working. And when we were done, we were gonna we would we would help other people in the class. That's so she was that's great. That of is course, great because she's like not only stimulating us with things that we actually mm -hmm. find challenging. But at the same time, rewarding us by like saying like you know more than these, like you are able to teach them and, and help also them as well. teaching the other kids that they can ask for help and that exactly. it's okay. Exactly. So and like, getting uh, and actually that is a, a teaching method. Mm -hmm. Have kids who are slightly better at something paired with mm -hmm. kids that are not of as course. good but don't have a huge gap. That's like a, a teaching method. So yeah. that's amazing. And then that's like great. fifth grade, I did I did amazing at math, and then seventh through eighth grade, I think, or even ninth grade, I don't know. I had a teacher that basically just sat there, did nothing, and said, do uh, page 36, and then see if you're right. Because at the end of the book, there were the answers for the for oh, one of no. the problems we were solving. And obviously, like, my math skills went so down that I needed a tutor as well. Yeah. Well, but the thing about yeah. us I had needing... A, uh, um, um, sorry. I was just going to um, say, I had... I, I never felt like I was unjustly graded, but I did have, there was this one teacher, I don't remember which grades, must have been 7th and 8th, or 8th and 9th. Um, she taught uh, two subjects. She taught maths and um, chemistry. And she taught us an entire year of math without ever her or us writing in the blackboard. She would dictate the solution to the uh, homework, or she would have us dictate what we'd written. It was surreal. It made no sense at all. We would never write anything. So, mm. I don't know. I don't know how you can do a subject. I don't know how you can do any subject, but especially that one, where the visual mm -hmm. element helps a lot, because it's of a course. subject of logical thinking so it can't just be in your head especially if you're not naturally as good at it yeah. but she did that and when she taught us chemistry she would a lot of the times just say um okay so open your book and uh study and then she'd leave for the rest of the class well, and you'd just I be had, alone i had a <laughs> um an, both an economics teacher and a sociology teacher in high school that they would open the textbook and they would read what was oh, on the God, textbook. Oh God, that's the worst thing ever. And uh, mm -hmm. and basically nothing stuck. But the thing of about math and the thing that we are bad at math. I was bad at math from grade seven through nine because during my grade. time in my curriculum, if you went on the, um, you know, the uh, uh, literature and 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 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. languages humanities. course, humanities. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the humanities course, you would not have math anymore, but from mm -hmm. s grade 7 through 9, I always had to have a math tutor. And I was mm -hmm. great. Yeah. With a math tutor, I would have amazing grades. So I don't think I was bad at math. I just, the way that it was taught to me was not good because yeah, yeah, apparently yeah. with two hours of tutoring a week, I could... Pass with flying colors. So. I agree because yeah. one of the one of the, the the first things that my tutor he was he was this uh, family friend let's say and one of the first things that he made me do was like you're gonna learn um, the oh my god like how the fuck do you say tabuada like what's the, what's oh the, I don't know oh, the the arithmetic table there you go is that Thank what it's called okay. so like you you're like you're gonna have to learn all of them um, and like. I was like, what the fuck? But I don't know what functions are. That's what I understand. Mm -hmm. and That's like, what I need and, to know. And, and, and like, it was like, no, no, no. You need to know this. And we can't start learning anything until you know everything by heart. And I was like, fine. Like, I was so annoyed. Mm -hmm. But then over time, like, especially when we got uh, to the point where we were doing equations that had the square root and everything, it was like an mm -hmm. amazing cheat code. Mm -hmm. Because, like, because you just knew, because you could logic your way out of it without even needing your actual calculator. Mm -hmm. The other thing that he did, I think I mentioned this before, but it's, but it stuck with me forever, is that he was like, okay, I, I also want you to train your, like, your brain to do some sort of, like, to do some to some quick math, because it really helps, especially if you're in a test, and sure, you can use your calculator and everything, but it's better for you to understand and reason something quickly if you can just do some math uh, mm -hmm. in your head. It's going to help you f 
forever. I promise. I was like, right, okay, what do I need to do? <laughs> and because uh, I was very belligerent, because because I I'd never had a tutor, so so I was, I I hated being weak. Like I hated being mm. a bad student Feeling or something because like, I was because yeah. I was always a like pretty decent student. I wasn't the best of my class ever, but but mm. I, I was always up there. And uh, what he said was, when you're walking around and when you're in the car with your parents. I want you to look at uh, license plates mm -hmm. and subtract, add, multiply as much as you can. Wow. Just do it all the time. He was giving and, you brain gymnastics. Yeah, no. and, and he also mm -hmm. taught me cool. to, to decompose each number. So a seven mm -hmm. for me is a six and a one, a five mm -hmm. and a two, a three and a four. So if yeah. you know this stuff, it's so much easier for you mm -hmm. to do math quickly. Mental and, calculation, and yeah. So, so the people who do this often... That's what they're doing. They're breaking down numbers and so yeah, yeah. it it might not be as simple as this, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a very like I I think one of these days we have to invite over uh, one of our mutual friends who is a <gasps> teacher, uh, yes. just so we can like share because he has these amazing school stories that are totally just fantastic. Him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Like, did your mother so like we were we were talking a little bit before uh, yeah. the podcast about mothers and stuff so. Obviously, Marco's mother, you know, she, almost she instilled the fear of God. Exactly. In them, basically, <laughs> how are your how are your mothers like in their relationship with like school? Like, did they did they pressure you? Uh, were oh, they no. lax? Mine no. never pressured me because I was always kind of I liked school. I to me it was weird, like though. fun. Weird I had my favorite. No, no. I mean, most most I I hated history. And I hated geography even more because I hate the type of subjects where it's just facts, 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 mm -hmm. know these facts. Because, you want to do stuff. Yeah, I want to know the reason. I, I want to know information because it's useful for something. I don't mm -hmm. want knowing just for the sake of knowing. Mm -hmm. um, but I was always a pretty good student. Uh, so I didn't need, need people to tell me, go do your homework, or when to start studying, or any, how like, to study. I always figured that out on my own. I had my do you have any work. fun stories with like anything that relates to school with your mom? No, she was very... My mom is very non-confrontational. She, she shares a lot of characteristics with Marco's mom, but yeah. not that <laughs> one. She is very non-confrontational. Um, and she should have been more. And also other parents in the school that I went to for most of my life. I, I was in the same school from ages 3 to 15, so preschool Damn. to ninth grade. Wow. Yeah. And it was a very... Um, it was... It had it, it had very good teaching methods and small classes and all those things that are oh, ideal. They knew everyone by name. Teachers would know would recognize your individual handwriting. They would know whose test it was from the handwriting in your class. And that's I remember that quite vividly. Um, but it also inherited a lot of old school things because previously it had been like a school for nuns or, or some type of religious <laughs> thing. Such so that the name of the school uh, is like a has to do with saints. And it's stuff like, like we that. love Jesus High School. Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it was not religious at all. It, it it wouldn't like put any religious thing on any of it. How about you, Vanessa? No, no, no. Let me just finish what I was okay, going to no, say. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. So okay. the director of the school, she was the daughter of the original founder of the like nun school thing. And uh, one of the things she would do was corporal punishment. She would sl slap us. The fuck? When we misbehaved, and uh, even I was slapped, and I was always a goody two shoes, and I and I told my mom this happened, and she didn't do anything, and I don't remember. I remember once, one of my colleagues' moms went there to say, "You do not get to hit my child." Of course. And I don't know how this didn't happen all the time, and how this was accepted. Well, it was weird, actually, but I'm the teaching was great. I'm going to cue in and say that when I when I went to primary school, mm -hmm. I had a very old school teacher. She was she was mid 50s, I think, maybe mm -hmm. even more. She was an amazing teacher. I mean, she did those things that the math tutor did to Mafalda. We had to learn the tables by heart. Mm -hmm. We had yeah. so, um, but not to to to, to digress. She was very fond of corporal punishment, and uh, she had my mother's permission to fuck. slap me. And what? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Fuck? Well, because my I mother 
trust it, but I was very... I wasn't like... Um, I wasn't rude, but I was very you unruly. mouthy. I, I would be... No, I wasn't mouthy. No. I was like a, a chaos center. So yeah. I would start... You were destabilizing I, the class. I, I would That's destabilize like really different everyone. That's really from like real life right now. No, it, it is not. So basically, <laughs> I would always start my school year in the middle of the class, and I would always end in the at the desk, in near the very front to row. the teacher, in the front <laughs> row, near to the teacher, because I would to have the least contact with people, because I would mm -hmm. destabilize <laughs> everyone, even the Let's isolate the creature. <laughs> yeah. So basically, my mother um, trusted this woman's judgment, and and she like she fine. was not. So I w I got hit with a bamboo stick that she had oh like a very fine God. bamboo stick in the head. Memoirs of a geisha shit. Yeah, <laughs> she and he, she and would hit the geisha. Me. Yeah, but of I course. Do, I do believe that we have to understand that when we were. Jesus Christ. Yeah, um, this was the early eighties in this Portugal. This is early eighties. Yeah, so we were transitioning. We were transitioning from a system that used yeah. to enforce yeah. uh, knowledge punishment. or uh, structured oh, yeah. knowledge by force. Yeah, it's yeah. still so insane. I, like, I remember, it still is kind of insane. I remember when I was uh, little that the school, the, the primary school in which I was in, hmm. had that uh, wooden ruler thing. Yeah. Where yeah. they could hit, slap you hit in people the hand. on the hand if yeah. they didn't um, Did know that ruler had holes in it? Because mine did, no, and it no, hurt like Oh my god, that's like the really old school one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but I remember that that behavior then became not accepted. So yeah. it was during, during our time in primary school yeah, and high school that that kind of changed. So basically I, my mom had a very <laughs> weird stance on it was okay for the primary teacher mm -hmm. to slap me because it was viewed that we were getting uh, all all sorts of education but mm -hmm. she could not call me names oh uh, jesus why would she jesus christ are you kidding me yeah so Insults? basically uh if if a, if a teacher insulted someone i love that logic. my mother my mother would go ballistic you know why would uh, a teacher insult? What the hell? Oh come on! It's, yeah, I it's, mean, it's, I I I, I have swear memories. to God, I've never seen this happen. I I've had a French teacher in the ninth grade. Oh my God! I had a psych psychopath French teacher too. And okay, she okay. and she basically her um, hobby was to put the kids in the blackboard, and she would basically uh, drive them to tears. She no, would God. insult them. She would call them retarded. She would. Oh call my them. God! I was called fat. I was called a lot of things, but I would never cry because I'm a cunt, you know. And I remember <laughs> the little that bit we sweat. were having this uh, lesson one day, and uh, the text was about getting a part-time job um, to make money for an interrail. You know, mm -hmm. hey, 90s, there you are. Yeah. Uh, and basically, the teacher asks me in French, and she hated me because not only was... But wait, all... your French is amazing. Yeah, no, no. She <laughs> hated me because I wouldn't make mistakes and she couldn't call me retarded. And she Oh, couldn't... so there's a pattern here yeah. with so your teachers that hate you. And she okay, really okay. hated me, and, and she was like... Well, if you wanted to, uh, if you were, were going to have a part-time job, I guess you'd go work in a restaurant because I was overweight when I was a teenager. Oh and, my God! And then, bullied by the and you know, teacher? and that's what I, you know, what I told her. What? I was like, no, I'd go into a pastry store, because you know, <laughs> might as well go for broke. All in French. So she ah, would never. Ah, ah! She would never. Me. She would give me amazing grades, but we would have As these. Should. The, we would have these banter's and discussions. That's but I not remember, banter. That's abuse. But yes. I remember, especially like between other, an, a, an adult a and a child, yeah. where there's an authority relationship. No, that's yeah. not banter. But I remember a lot of colleagues being on that blackboard, and she would be like, "These were one of the, her favorite things to say." She'd be like, "What's that handwriting? How old are you? Fifteen? Are you retarded?" Like this, she would say this exactly. She that. would and then, say that in French. Uh, yes, and in Portuguese. <laughs> if they didn't, yes, and the kids would start crying, and then she would abuse them more. You're like, like you're, like you're fucking teaching kids a slur. Like the fuck. Yeah, and she'd be like, um, so I, I, 
I would tell these stories at home, and my mother was like, did she call you retarded? And I'm like, no. And my mom was like, okay. Not me. But all the time. Oh, okay. My mom was like, okay. Let let other people After that story, like, moratorium on that words. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um... Also, yeah, Vanessa, like, like, share your stuff. I yes, really want to yeah. hear from you, from your experience, especially like if your mother ever had to intervene or any. Yeah. My mother, my mother is not confrontational. Mm. So, but she is badass. She is badass, but she's yeah. not confrontational. Mm-hmm. So she always lets me uh, take care of my own things, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was essentially a good, good kid. So mm-hmm. I would have good to average grades, sh- except on math, <laughs> because when I was younger, I believe I didn't have the um, uh, the best follow through with math. So I, mm-hmm. I became, uh, mm-hmm. I developed resistance to it. Oh, yeah. And then when I, I f- went from the fourth grade to the fifth grade, I switched schools. Mm-hmm. And I had some really strict uh, mm. math teachers. Mm. They were like two women, or el- older women, uh, lecturing on, on math. And they were very, very old school, very strict. Mm. And because of that, I became like, oh, this doesn't interest me. Yeah, like, know? I give up. I was like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to. M- minimal you know. effort. Yeah. yeah. There's more to life than math. <laughs> Oh, there is. And, and I actually enjoy math and numbers, uh, but it's, it's <laughs> an, an speci- especially statistics mm-hmm. and, do, yeah. and, and, data, and data analysis. But mm-hmm. during growing up, it wasn't yeah. a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that the only time my mother really had to intervene was when I had a very... Um, he wasn't strict per se. He was very uh, demanding teacher mm-hmm. of um, geometry. I had geometry in high oh, school. Oh, I remember that story. Yeah. And he would... And that was a tough subject, right? Because I remember everyone who had it. It, it, uh, it was, it, it's a subject that, that it, requires... It's not for everyone. Discipline. From what I've heard, yeah. But he, he was very intense, up to the point that I had to one day talk to the main principal, the main mm-hmm. um, teacher, the group yeah. teacher, and said, and say, hey, I, I like the classes, but he's too confrontational. I don't deal well with that. It, it, I block. I, yeah. Because he would make students cry like heavy tears and denigrate oh them. God, what is it with teachers getting a kick out of that? Can I ask you a question, Vanessa, to test my memory? Hmm. Wasn't this teacher's name something, something, Santa Rita? Yes, he was. See, I remember this asshole because I was a friend of you uh, already when when you had this class. So I remember Mm -hmm. this asshole's name. Yes. And he he would uh, ask kids go to the blackboard mm-hmm. and people would freeze up yeah like yeah. he was expecting uh, high school panic. people high, high school students to to act and behave like full adults. grown adults and conf- confront him and I know that when I talked to the main uh, teacher the group teacher his behavior towards me changed so something something of that came a conversation happened probably. a conversation must have happened because because yeah. it was it was unacceptable can you can you give us like an example of how he would be confrontational what he would had he say like or this was it his tone or everything he he was a tall dude very mm-hmm. slim mm-hmm. um he had a an ear piercing he was very out there okay he was he outside a of his outside of his class what was he a painter who was somewhat famed? Uh, I don't know if he painted okay. as well. But like but he might be, he might be related to the painter that you're thinking yeah. because he does uh, have yeah. a very distinct name. Yeah, yeah but it's a very particular he, last he, name. outside of the class, whenever he was not in teacher mode, he mm-hmm. is or was a great human being. But when mm-hmm. he was acting as a teacher, he was an asshole. So he only had two modes. 
yes. no, no in between. And I got to I got to know his non asshole mode when I took uh, <clears throat> tutoring classes with him, and outside of uh, outside of uh, school, so that I could pass my uh, global proof the, oh, that yeah, major the, the, no. like the overall exam, yeah. the university entry, entrance exam. Yeah. Yeah. I hated so, that that still exists. <laughs> so that was when my mother uh, essentially came forward. When I needed to have that uh, that exam reevaluated, because um, whoever did the evaluation oh, yeah. under you could ask for like a second opinion. Yeah. Yes, I oh had to. God, so many I had memories. to ask a second opinion because it was undervalued. So yeah, that's yeah. when my mother uh, came into action. Mm. But it it was always. It was always something very uh, done between both of us. I have a very close relationship with my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, I uh, have a, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't really have, like, a good, like, conflict story. I just have a story about how my mom just fucking terrified a bully. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was in, when, when I was little, after school, we used to just go to, I, I guess a friend of my mom's who just used to watch us. Like, I remember that she would iron because she clearly like either ironed for other people you know mm-hmm. like she would sort of do she like, had, like a side job or yeah yeah to cl- make some like clearly money. she had like a side gig because it wasn't her stuff at home which i remember <laughs> this was like third fourth grade i think um and i had this thing both me and my brother had one called a brick mania which basically <gasps> basically like a little tetris machine i had one too i loved it i played yeah. that thing all <laughs> the time yeah, I think there's still, I think either my brother still has his, or like there is one of those lying around, I don't... Mine had pink and yellow words. buttons, and I loved the aesthetic. <laughs> I was Mine crazy was, like, about it. super fucking boring, because it was like gray, and I think it had these like desaturated blue buttons, but my brother's was like black and like orange or yellow. Yeah, so, mine so was gray like, with I pink, hot pink and yellow buttons, and but, I loved um, it. I was like, on my, on my way to that house, I was just playing that, just on the outside talking to like I, I, I guess a classmate of mine because mm-hmm. my brother was there I, like I think this one happened I think uh, so I just playing that and bigger you know the typical like older kid has been stuck in that grade for a while was like hey can I have that but like in a very know, like, menacing way exactly mm-hmm. I was like I'm okay can you check it out like because obviously I couldn't I couldn't fend for myself no. it was like ha it's mine now Oh. And then, like, I was very sad, and I went home, and I cried to my mother. Mm. like, oh, I didn't want to give it to her. Like, so, my mother, I think, <laughs> the oh next God. day, she she either, I don't remember this, this story exactly, but I think she either went to the school and asked to talk to the kid's mother or something. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. after, I think, at the end of the day, this is when I saw I come out of the class, and the kid is on, like, a little step, cry, bawling. <laughs> At this point, I don't know what my mother has told him, but she. So she talked to, to him, not the parents. No, she no no. He like I think his mother. Oh, was she there talked too. to his parents, and his yeah, parents yeah, yeah. did like, something. Like something <laughs> like something like that. But she, I think, just went into him. It's like, do you know? Like, do you just do you just go around and take people's things? Yeah. Would you? How would you like me to do that to you? How would you like me to just take your backpack away? How would you like me to do that? Because I can do that, you know. Like she 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 just like put the fear in God in this. Like this kid, and then at the end of the day, she just—I think she handed it to me, but he didn't. But and he did that half like apology thing that yeah, kids have kids to do, do in these like situations. But he never harassed me again. Oh yeah, <laughs> again, because it was like one look at my mother's fucking '90s ass glasses, her '90s <laughs> ass like thick ass turtle shell glasses. Yes. It's oh, like yeah. I am terrified of this lady. <laughs> oh, this lady. I have, oh, I have a similar story, God not bless. with your mother, of course, because I didn't know. <laughs> yes, and then, then she I went to Marco's school to speak to his it. French teacher. Yeah. When I, I when I was she was on tour. Yeah. During during my fifth and sixth grade, I was heavily bullied. I was beaten up and called. Oh my god! Yeah, by my classmates, it was very fun. You know, fucking kids, it, it's, man! It's so awesome when you're smarter than the average kid, and then they hate you for it. And you get punished for and it. And you get you get punished for it. And this went on for a year and a half. 
and one day, and and I went, you know, I I didn't, I I I spoke to teachers. Um, my mother spoke at the uh, PTA meetings and told mm-hmm. that th- this was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And thank God that there was no internet at that time, because I'd probably have killed myself. Um, uh, but then one day, I think my mother just snapped, and she came to pick me up uh, from school, and I was crying again. Mm-hmm. And she just snapped. And so <laughs> these kids would go on foot, like, because of course they were a gang. It was never a one-on-one thing. It's never, yeah. But of course there was this gang leader. Not, not mm-hmm. a gang per se, but like a group of bullies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mother was passing around, and I kind of shivered when we passed them in the car. Yeah. And my mother yeah. noticed who these kids were. Yeah, she was like, and she right. stopped the this car. This sense here. She yeah. got out of the car. She went to the to the bully leader, yeah. and she picked him up by his ears, <gasps> and she told him. You are never going to touch my kid again, or I swear to God, I will kill you. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> she was so tired of me coming home crying. I never yeah, had that phase that. of, like, I don't want to go to school. Because I, no, yeah. I never liked school, so it was normal like wanting to go to school. <laughs> but, so I never went to that. But her coming to pick me up, and my clothes were torn, or my back oh my god or i had bruises and she was so sick of that shit she tried she tried to make me take karate lessons that didn't work Mm. she actually taught me how to throw a punch that didn't work uh but at one point she was so tired and she went to him and she told him oh because apparently his his father also knew karate and he was a big badass and she was like i'm not afraid of your father I will Ooh. kill you and your father. Damn! <laughs> oh, Jesus that's, that's what she literally said. Oh she was like, my come God. near my kid and I will kill you. This is kind of like a big little lies kind of subplot thing. I, I Damn. Mean, yeah. And well. from that day onward, no more abuse. The kids left me alone. And my, my mother God. inspired the fear of God in them. She's very yes, confrontational. She I have several... <laughs> ed- anecdotes of uh there was a woman who kind of like took um you know uh, did a very dangerous maneuver that we all almost crashed when i was like six in a Mm -hmm. car and my mother was so rabid (laughs) that she she almost took this woman out of her car from (laughs) from the window because she was like oh my god my kids were in the car god damn it Learn how to drive. She was, she would like, she would be very loud mouthed to cops. Feral. Yeah. I remember one time she had, she was, she parked, um, you know, she kind of like stopped the car and went to get some things from the cleaners, from the, for the dry cleaning. She -hmm. was coming back and the the officer was uh, giving her a ticket and Mm -hmm. she told so many awful things to that man. The, and a year, no, and a month later, a month later, the same thing happens again with the same oh, cop. No. And she goes to him and she's like, is this a monthly thing? <laughs> this is my birthday. Do you think I'm going to pay for that fucking ticket? I'm not going to pay. And he was like, ma'am, did you already get that last ticket? And she's like, no, it's going to be coming in the mail. And he's like, no, it's not. I think you're funny. And, it's like, and you're ballsy. So was I didn't. Was he flirting with her? Yeah, and he was like, I didn't oh. pass, I didn't give you a ticket, and now that I realize it's your car, I'm not going to give you a ticket. Ooh, Mr. Officer. Yeah, and she was like, um... So my mother was very confrontational and very loudmouth. She wasn't, like, rude or, like... But she would go into this, like, mode. psycho mode where people yeah. were... That's and she, great, though, she's, like... She fended for you, like that's good. She fended for everyone. Uh, Avoids conflict, like no, no. My mother thrives on conflict, and this is something (laughs) that I think. My mother, my mother doesn't like conflict, but she loves being right. (laughs) (laughs) It justice learns. Isn't isn't she always right? Yeah, the, the, always. the thing is, she's always right, it. so... You know what's always right, too? A thing on the internet! Woohoo! Uh, shitty segues. Hey, guys, so this week, um, I had a, like, I had a couple of other things lined up, but since, but since last week, we, we, we talked about Vaporwave, 
Something that I keep uh, hearing that is popping up more and more is another aesthetic. So, so, so we're going to go over another aesthetic. Have you ever heard of dark academia? Yes, yes, yes. I have. Yeah. So what do but you please, know about it? Enid? Enlighten us. About no, no, you tell us. Dark <laughs> academia. <laughs> so dark, dark academia, like to me, I can summarize it as like, I love books and tweed and study things. Like it's very much a like. Sorry that. Like it's. It's very that. It's. <laughs> Shut up. It's Shut like up. someone um, went to a library, like like a very old library, for the first time. It was like I can make uh, like an aesthetic out of this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is, because dark. It's it's a it's about this like love of like um, classical literature. Mm-hmm. And um, specific, like, sort of darker of- bookish aesthetics, like yeah. the whole concept of having, uh, like, one of the, like, the first time I saw this pop up was in a, a video by a YouTuber, actually the same girl who did the whole cottagecore thing, and I was like, the fuck is cottagecore? Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I know about dark academia is from cottagecore, yeah. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so she did a whole video where she made over a room in the academia style, and the hilarious thing was that she went to a thrift store mm-hmm. to buy books, mm-hmm. random books, random. for the aesthetic, just, just for the aesthetic of having yeah. books. Yeah. Number two, she took off the, which I found hilarious, I didn't know what it was called, the dust jacket of the books, mm-hmm. because under the dust jacket, they look older, so it can be more <laughs> aesthetic. Uh, it's like, so, like, sometimes it's just bizarre to me, because I'm... I own a lot of things that serve no purpose. Like, I'm looking at my shelf now, and I have, like, mugs that I don't use to drink. And I have, like, boxes that have nothing in it. And I have them there because they look cute. But I have very few things that don't serve a purpose. So part of this aesthetic, to me, it's so weird that it's so intrinsically, like, connected to being studious and Mm -hmm. uh, erudite and everything. But then you just kind of just have books just to look like you have books. Which is bizarre. So... Part of the so this maybe she had been, to do a Zoom call on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's a whole yeah, that's a whole thing for sure. Um, <laughs> like the weird the weird thing is that apparently this has existed since the I, I know since since quite a few years ago. I actually couldn't find an exact date for it, but the early 2010s at the very least. Um, mm. But recently, because people are home and they're sort of just like they can't go to college, they they can't experience some parts of school it's been more and more idealized um mm-hmm. especially when it comes to sort of some ha- like sort of self-carry type habits and fashion mm-hmm. so one component mm-hmm. of this is say bullet journals which if you don't know what it is it's just it's just a system for you to be able to take notes that's basically what bullet journal is but someone who does that people who thrifts uh people who say like very specific types of coffee so basically hipsters mm-hmm. Have, have, I think, been recategorizing some form as this dark academia mm. thing. Because mm-hmm. it also comes with this overall aesthetic of, like, tweed and blazers and turtlenecks. And this, yeah. like, very British... So what you would imagine is, that's is, like, is it somebody that's like to soft wear... Core of goth? Sorry, what, what, what? No, Is it the soft no. core of goth? No. No, no. It kind of reminds me of like like Giles from Buffy. Do you remember yeah, something like no, that? What you would imagine, 100%. like, somebody to wear at a uh, English college in the very early 20th century, maybe. or Yeah. yeah. Like, people don't or really 50s, know where this, like, started necessarily, but it all apparently harkens back to Tumblr. And that it, it's... Oh, of course it does. <laughs> because, of course. Because, of course... Uh, but so part of the thing that makes it appealing is that it's very accessible. You probably have books in your house. You probably have some sort of you know clothes from your mom or dad that sort of can emulate mm-hmm. kind of the style mm-hmm. because they're older. And obviously, mm-hmm. uh, everything is accessible online in terms of like literature and shows and everything. So you can see more erudite. It has been interestingly, I think, criticized for for being kind of elitist. Uh, because the whole the whole premise hmm. of it is that uh, yeah, because it, it's a, it's it's very encouraging of like um, m- whatever is like brainy or m- mental uh. work, let's say, hmm. is more hmm. important than manual work, which hmm. is not oh, 
necessarily. And um, academia. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> so it's so it is somewhat elitist and also it it, it can be very white, let's say, because it's very based <laughs> ah, yes. on you what are Eurocentric aesthetics. So part sure. of the part of the criticism as well is that the, the whole every single reference you have is if like it like has been made by white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and mostly actually men too. I like I guess in literature mm. specifically there are enough, I think, relevant women like I'm thinking of Jane Austen and shit like that mm-hmm. that that can definitely serve the same aesthetic. But mm-hmm. I found it interesting that whenever I looked it up, it did have like its fair share of of criticism. Mm-hmm. As with as with Vaporwave, it does have some variations, which mm-hmm. I will read some off you, which because they're funny. Please do. Um, one is just called Darkest Academia. <laughs> Darkest? Oh, wait. Yes! It's just called Darkest it's Academia. It's like 99% chocolate. <laughs> so, so, so it's like is, serious. <laughs> so, so this one is actually more goth. So it's actually ah, more like related to goth. That's for um, you. It's called yeah. your name. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, there's also Fairy Academia. What the hell? No. <laughs> which apparently... Uh, no. The whole description just reads, based on the visual aesthetics of Victorian and, and Edwardian childhood. I don't know why fairies are in oh. it, but I'm guessing of it's course. like the full yeah, yeah. childhood that's yeah, wrong. Because, part of it. Yeah, because fairies were very popular in Edwardian themes, in Edwardian yeah. times. Fair enough. So. Yeah. And then uh, it is Grey Academia. Uh, Grey? Which, <laughs> yes. Because Non-committal academia. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's for me. So this is a this is a response to this to the criticism that I that I yeah. spoke of. So it's a it's this same aesthetic, mm-hmm. but it's uh, very heavily predicated on the fact that some uh, POC or queer mm-hmm. people are excluded from standard academia spaces that's traditionally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it does while it does base itself in the same aesthetic, it's not as strict. Mm-hmm. And focuses more on activism and uh, oh, like cool. social issues, so it's 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 very interesting. There is light academia, which is basically this same thing, but in white colors, I guess. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, there is witchy academia. Oh, oh. That's obviously, for you like I don't think it needs explaining. <laughs> um, there, is, one of the <laughs> one of the ones that I thought was interesting was pastel academia. Oh God! Which oh, reads God. academia? Why? Why? Why labeling everything? My brain. Vanessa's <laughs> <laughs> having a stroke. No, no, no. Um, um, like I found something because because it starts off less mature than the other forms of academia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we basically, honesty. Basically, is like someone marrying the like Hawaii Japanese like aesthetic with with academia. So it's. So it's wow. more of the like, uh, oh, like, I guess like the cute schoolgirl uniforms and the oh, God, everything no. that comes with that, like that, that like that sort of style and 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 aesthetic. The final yeah. one is chaotic academia. Oh, I like that. Um, and a mixture. And uh, a mixture of dark <laughs> academia with chaotic or feral aesthetics like goblin core. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> God it's not that one, but no, it's um. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just read the rest else. of this because it is kind of like upsettingly specific. Um, <laughs> it is. It is upsettingly specific. Yes, that's that's the right phrase. Upsettingly specific. That's a great just you time. Wait. Just you wait. So part of this uh, aesthetic is cramming for tests at midnight, riding caffeine highs for days until he crashed, committing arson with your friends and shoplifting stationery, spraying fuck the electoral college on brick walls, falling asleep in the school library and saving all of your monster energy cans. That's an aesthetic. <laughs> I mean... I, I mean... After finding out yesterday night that Logan Paul was digging for minerals like amethyst and quartz in a cave somewhere i'm sorry we have to immediately segue into that please tell us more what the fuck (laughs) so yesterday night as as i was as one does scrolling through youtube 
<clears throat> I was looking into scuba diving videos, like uh, scuba divers that go under rivers in America and they find coins and shark teeth and guns and safe boxes and cars and dead people. And missing people, yeah. Well, uh, one of dead. the videos of the guy that I was looking into was uh, a video of him holding a, a gemstone. Of a, oh, he did find one. He, the scuba diver guy did. And then right. I saw that he had another video with Logan Paul searching for gemstones in one a cave in Georgia, I believe. Hmm. I, I could be wrong. Georgia, USA? Yeah, all in, oh. in, in the USA. So the, these, these massive geodes of quartz and amethyst and amber mm -hmm. and things that are seated within uh, clay caves, mm -hmm. they go there, essentially dig out the gemstones, mm -hmm. and I don't know what they do with them. Bring but them Log apparently Logan Paul is doing that now. Isn't that dangerous? Couldn't that make like the cave collapse? Eventually. It's an outside thing, but I, 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 my, my thought was like, this can't be good that they are doing this to gemstones in a cave. Like, uh -huh. I don't know, everything that these people do, I find it I was going to say that, like, like, the, like, the thing that worries me the most is this is the same, like, I'm now, I'm now trying to remember, I actually have to Google it. Uh, mm -hmm. I think this is the same guy who, yeah. Uh, this was the same guy who had a, like, whose, whose judgment allowed him to think, hmm, I'm going to film on the suicide forest. Yeah. It's yes. uh, yes. the same guy, right? If, if guy. you, if you search up Logan Paul, uh, gemstone up. or dig up minerals or whatever, yeah. you get into that and you go like, ah, this can't be good. You know, yeah. imagine a, a group of white dudes digging. Yeah. Maybe yeah it can't be good. So sorry to to no, no, go no, on, on a tandem a... here, but it, it it reminded me of that. It's more of a YouTube dark chaotic academia. <laughs> uh, see, academia. like like I'd be very tempted to not call like whatever the opposite of of, of academia is. This academia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this so, academia. Know, fucking like bro bro academia. Whatever. <laughs> like, I have never. Shit. Never have I Broken ever watched a single Logan Paul video. Oh I no, refuse, I haven't either. I refuse oh, no, actually, to give com it Completely? No. Completely. But it's watched, hard to miss them because watched, the algorithm keeps uh, suggesting them. No, not, well, not to really. me actually. Yeah, me yeah, neither. not mine either. My, my algorithm is very well trained to know exactly what I like, which is some dumb <laughs> Swedish man, not PewDiePie, another guy, uh, some dumb Swedish man playing, playing video games, people commenting on weird stuff. Like the, the like the weird internet culture things that I talk about often sprung from me talking about them on videos. Like there was this guy, uh, he he actually got pretty famous with a vine. Mm. It's called Drew Drew Gooden. He mm. had this vine that it, like he filmed this sign that said "Road Work Ahead," and then the camera turns to him and is like, "I sure hope so," um, which is the stupidest fucking joke. But he got really famous off of that, and he created um, a YouTube channel. <laughs> and <laughs> in one of his most recent videos, he did a whole exploration on uh, sitcoms that use laugh tracks and sitcoms mm -hmm. that don't, and which are more funnier. And he like kind of measured the amount of jokes. It was a very <laughs> interesting thing. And he did the whole like multicam versus single cam thing. Mm -hmm. So he has very interesting content. So YouTube just knows to recommend that type of shit to me because that what keeps me watching. And also. Again, weirdly specific stuff. So if I find, say, like the other day I watched a documentary on YouTube about a, like, was it a, it, like, it was a, a type of, like, a glam rock band, kind of like Kiss, mm -hmm. but that Disney created to do shows on Disneyland live, and they were just dressed like vaguely Star Wars-y type characters. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's very specific, right? But that's what I like to watch on YouTube. It's it's that kind of stuff. Really long form videos about really. Uh, yeah, on YouTube stuff. I'm all, all over the place, like uh, from unsolved mysteries to Ooh. those types of videos to scuba diving to. Scuba diving? Why scuba diving? Because I find it fascinating what they encounter in the bed in the riverbeds. It's like 
there's a lot of um, a lot of iPhone cases and mobile <laughs> phones being recovered and returned to the owners. Oh, wow. A lot of handguns from murders, from actual Ooh. murders that are being given to the police. Oh, my God. Uh, a lot of gold, a lot of books, some human remains. It's, it's interesting to... S Why is it interesting to me? It's interesting to me because it, it, it dwells on a thing that it's not entirely accessible to everyone mm -hmm. and since it's a dumping place you know mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and I find it fascinating well I have to say the only thing YouTube pushes me is to go get into this classes of say this line and she will give you sex forever and are I'm you like, kidding me? I'm not what? I am not YouTube for the past <laughs> two weeks keeps giving me that this algorithm app. is fucking up I mean, I mean, I watch makeup tutorials, makeup swatches, and I don't know. But why. if anything, it might think you were a woman, and it would be no. It's like, to get and it's always this dude who's like, "Yeah, I was really average, and oh girls God, really Jesus didn't Christ. like me." But then I figured and out this thing, and they're like all over me, giving me the best sex. And I was at the spa, and these two girls came up to me, and they kissed me and left their phone numbers on my arm that they wrote. <laughs> and I'm like, why do I need to know this? First, I'm what? not a person. There's a subreddit that is, that, that is directly related to this, and it's called r slash that happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like... What? What? For first, if I was straight, wow. I would totally would not want to be a douche. Uh, mm. Second, I am not straight. Why do you keep giving me these ads? <laughs> yes, I don't want women. I think you should. I think you should write a, a, um, an email to YouTube and say. Yeah, I was like, I really love YouTube. wet ass pussy, but it's the video. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh, I still so, um, see, I still see memes about what. Like, still, it's still a thing. It's amazing. It's still going. It's still, I mean, it's still going. WAP is amazing. I mean, yeah. I, I the other day. You would uh, know as a straight man. You would know, right? Of course. <laughs> of course. But I don't think men, from I, I don't know that. At least I don't have many. Well, I have a few men that are straight that are friends of mine, but they really. Unless they're like your husband, Mafalda, which your husband is a woman trapped in a straight man's body. He is not <laughs> a gay man trapped in a straight man's body. He is a woman trapped in a straight But, I mean, straight men don't My find... husband is so sure of his own sexuality that yeah. he wore one of my tank tops yesterday for the whole day. And, like, by the end of the day, it was like, I can see why you like this. Aww. I Aww. love your husband. Bless I'm, you, I generally do. Bless you, Carlos. But but the thing is, he also he also has a kick-ass tattoo in the making. Yes, yeah. he was wearing a tank top because Work. he got a huge kick-ass oh, oh, tattoo. Like, started. On our next He's not shows, done yet. We should definitely discuss tattoos and, and, and everything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I'd right. love so, to explore that. But most straight men are kind of bothered by WAP, the video. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> the video, <laughs> not not the actual. <laughs> Like, yeah. Why isn't this what you want? This is isn't this no, your like? No, no because what they're core? not. No. Like it's your own. What core? <laughs> no, they want power and balance in their favor. Yeah, and they're and not. That's not oh, what they're shame, getting. Shame. So, yeah. Well, let's and let's ask a question to the cards. Why don't straight yes. men like what the the Cardi B song want? Oh, yes. Interesting. No, that's a good. That's a good question. It's not a predictive question. It's in a, it's a reflective question. <laughs> no, what I find what I find interesting about that is that if you see any content that has been made, you know, historically, like especially, I'm like thinking I had a whole and we can talk this in like another episode, but I had a whole like Xena like nostalgic trip the other day at like at like two a.m. and I just started watching a bunch of stuff and then sort of crying because my God, I love them so much, um, and like you can still see that even even when they made that and. You know, even when they put Lucy Lawless, which is a complete badass, in a suit, they were still like, we must see the titties, you know, like, it mm -hmm. was still sexy. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't get the, what like WAP's video is basically made for maximum male enjoyment. I would think. I think that WAP uh, steals from uh, heterosexual and straight guys mm-hmm. the power to sexualize yeah. a woman because it's the women doing the sexualizing as they yeah. wanted to. And it's and not done against their will, too, which exactly. apparently is a boner killer. Yeah. Exactly. So it's confrontational to something that they are used to doing. Exactly. And they're being, they're like feeling powerless because it's happening not because of them. Mm-hmm. And, and not for them. They're not used to it. Yeah. Okay, so, so I'm going to tell you, the cards were pretty blunt. Ooh. Tell us. Um, they don't like the WAP uh, video or music because they're not at the center of it. There oh. you go. Yeah. Uh, what cards did you and get? And it scares them that, that a woman uh, kind of puts out publicly this display role of, of, of empowerment and sexualizing. So, yeah, yeah. That's a bummer. So that's the thing. That so I, even, I can't make this shit up. I have the, the <laughs> terror of straight men looking at the WAP video. I, the ideal of what a woman should be in their mind and what WAP is not like a mm-hmm. dude surrounded by sexualized women so that's the thing so I, I was hoping for this is quite obvious so but I asked an obvious question and, but, got, and what were the cards you got? I got, I got the five of spades, the ace of spades and the five of diamonds but I'm oh, okay. I'm I'm, I'm, using a I'm using a transformative deck, which is Patrick Valence's Royal Mil- Mis- Mischief, which is the deck I usually use when I u- when I want to read people for filth, right, Mafalda? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You should definitely like Marco is gonna get a like a nice picture of that, and we will we'll share it with you um, on yes. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do follow us on Instagram. Um, yes, and leave we, us we'll be soon suggestions, taking, taking over insults. Facebook too. Yes, rate us. Yes, interact with us. Review Talk us. We like it. And Tell even, us you even love if us. you have constructive criticism, like you know, talk about this, don't talk about that. Yeah, we would love and to. Even if you don't, we'll, to we'll, hear you we'll out. Love, we also love being right. We all have the genes of love. Yes, I do. <laughs> give us, give us, give us a reason. Give us a reason. Try us. <laughs> and up until next episode, remember wear your mask, practice your physical distancing with care, wash your filthy hands, and be kind. Yeah, be kind. Thank you for listening to Confortel, conversations and easy banter. Please like, rate and follow our podcast in whichever platform you're currently listening on. Make sure to follow us at Confortel on Instagram and Confortel Pod on Twitter, where you can ask us questions and get the latest updates on our show.